Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Farmer's Hen House Eggs that not only taste good, but do good for the farmer, for the hen, for the environment, most importantly for you. Today, we are joined by none other than our plant manager um, and... Well, what else are you, what what are your other titles? Is it just plant manager? Plant manager. And what's your name? Shane Bell. Yeah, we we forgot to mention that part. So Shane is our plant manager. He's been working here for what three years? Four? Three and a half years. Okay. And uh, what best three and a half years of your life? Would you oh, say? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I mean, um, you've been in the industry for a little longer than that. Yeah. How many years? Going back to 1980. 1980. So if I do the math, uh, that's 40 years. Yeah. Wow. And you're and you started when you were 10. Pretty much. <laughs> How old were you in 1980? If you don't mind me asking. I would have been uh, 12, 14, something like that. So so what was your first job in the industry? My dad had a chicken farm in southeast Missouri. Okay. Had fifty thousand laying hens. Wow, that's and that's where you're from, I assume, yeah. Southeast Missouri. Yeah. Okay. And so that's that's a pretty big operation then. Yeah, on a caged operation, it's fairly small. Okay. So this is before cage free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't even think about cage free, in 1980. Yeah, yeah, they had other things on their mind in 1980. Yeah. So your dad was then selling his eggs to uh, a company or was he yeah, doing he it direct? Was, he was uh, delivering to a grading plant similar to this okay. operation. Yeah, and then who, who were they being packaged by? Uh, more quality farms at the time. Okay, yeah. And so, were you, have you ever seen the movie Napoleon Dynamite? A little bit of it. Was it, was it like that when Napoleon is uh, gathering the eggs and then remember the farmers like eating just raw eggs for a snack. I remember eating raw eggs for a snack. Yeah. See, and that's encouraging to, or that should be encouraging because there's a fear of raw eggs, and obviously there's good reason, maybe in some cases, but probably for the most part, raw eggs, especially if they are being monitored um, by a, uh, a company such as ours. They're usually, I mean, a raw egg is fine, right? I would agree. Yeah. Uh, so w- when you eat raw eggs, was it like uh, just like you're just mixing it up or just eating it straight, cracking it, swallowing it? How does that work? I would mix it up. Okay. It was a football track thing that everybody was doing at the time. Okay. So you were an athlete then? Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like, was it? didn't they do that in Rocky? Yeah. Dang. That's what we were replicating. Okay. Did it lead to some success then on the field? I guess we did okay. Yeah, all thanks to the eggs. So growing up on an egg farm, you uh, got obviously a lot of experience firsthand, but then that seemed to stick with you because you stayed in the industry. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So you uh, obviously were what? In high school, middle school, junior high at the time, you, you it was in middle school. Okay, sixth grade, and then you graduated high school. Correct. Did you go to college? A little bit of it. Okay. Two year, two year, automotive technician degree. Okay, which is why 
you're so handy, right? Yeah. Probably. Probably grew up on a farm also. Yeah. Um, these are things I, I wish I would have had as, as part of my childhood because I'm not handy. Uh, and uh, and it shows. And my wife uh, would rather <laughs> me have that experience. Um, but that's why it's good to know guys like you. Yep. Right? And we live in the same area. So yeah. if I ever needed something, that means yeah, I can call you, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I could pay you with, with raw eggs. Yeah, we'll yeah. Get, we get all the eggs we want. So. Yeah, that's right. So uh, did, were you working then after high school? Did you go straight to work um, for, I mean, were you continuing working for your dad, or were you, did you go to work for a company, or what would that look like? I started working for a company called uh, Sylvie Egg Company when I was probably a sophomore, junior. I started uh, moving their chickens for them in and out of the poultry barn, barns to the layer barns. Okay. And then uh, after that, uh, my boss, Kelly Sylvie, asked me, he said, would you like to clean the plant? And I said, get out of the barns? I said, I'll go for that. <laughs> yeah. So cleaning the plant was a preferred to, job over... Oh, yeah, to get out of the, the barns. barns. It, was, it was a nice change to have a little cleaner work and... Yeah, I had a little night work, and I could go to school during the day too. Okay, now what was it about the barns that you just didn't like? I just had, you know, so many years in the barns that it was time to move on. Right? Did it smell at all? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, uh, moving into the plant, did that kind of spur where you are today in your career? Yeah, started cleaning the plants, and then all of a sudden moved to the day shift and started running the machine and one thing led to another yeah so it's just kind of built our way up from the bottom yeah and now have you managed other plants as yeah. well yeah. yeah yeah probably a handful of different companies okay wow a lot of it was uh liquid egg dried eggs pasteurized in the shell i've been involved in uh, hard cooked operations yeah so how do those compare to one another? Is it still pretty much the same principles apply, or is there a difference between liquid and hard shell? The liquid is usually uh, high volume, um, separating the yolks from the whites, pasteurizing them, drying them. Yeah. Um, the, the eggs are typically at the end of the cycle of a bird because yeah. uh, when a bird is in its prime, they want to grate those eggs. Right, yeah, better egg. So whatever we don't put through into a carton usually goes to a liquid breaking plant, and that would be smalls, checks, real big jumbos, weak shelled eggs. Okay. So, yeah, kind of what doesn't yeah make it into the, the standard right. carton. Yeah. So for somebody who has no experience managing an egg processing plant, um, what are some things kind of particular or nuanced about managing an eggplant? Like what, like what, what are the, the hardest things? What are the, the um, I don't know, the tricks of the trade that you, like if you were raising up someone to take your position who had no idea what they were doing, Obviously, that would be a long conversation, but are there particular things that are just principles, you would say, that go into managing a plant? Efficiency is number one. Yeah. 
downtime. Minimizing downtime is, is another one of mine. So you schedule your, your checks, you schedule your setup um, to make sure that everything's running properly before you put eggs on the machine. Because once you put eggs on the machine and you lose a dozen here, lose a dozen there, that's money down the drain. So yeah. you, that's one of my goals is make sure that machinery is running correctly before we even start. Right, right. Do you have a, a horror story, if you will, of not having things put in place before the eggs were running and seeing quite a few eggs lost? Uh, not anything too terrible. Okay. I mean, you, you could lose a dozen or a flat here or there, but uh, most of the time you can catch that stuff before it happens. Yeah. What's the biggest breakage you've ever seen, or like accident, I should say, in a plant? With regards to that, like how many eggs broke? Besides having pallets tipped over at yeah. a time, I mean, that's 900 dozen right down the drain. Wow. You know, and that's could be a forklift operation. It could be a, a door issue. It could be anything. Yeah. But, you know, and that, that happens occasionally. If, if you have good equipment, it's less likely to happen. Yeah. Now, how... How much volume would 9,000 yolks be? Would that fill up like a kiddie pool, or would that be a lot more than that? Um, a case of eggs usually weighs 48 pounds, and that's yolks and whites. 30% of it's yolks, so. Yeah. And that's 30 dozen on a case, so it would, you'd have a pretty good-sized pile of yolk on yeah. one pound. Yeah, a nice yolk, pu yolk puddle. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Uh, you said you worked for about a dozen other companies managing their plants. Oh, five or six different companies. Or five or six, okay, half yeah. dozen, yeah. Um, is Farmer's Hen House different in any way from those plants, or is it, you know, kind of when you, when you get into a, a plant, it's just it's pretty standard? No, usually some of the operations I ran were what's called an inline operation where the chickens are right on site. Okay. And there's there could be anywhere from a million and a half to six million birds. Wow. And they're conveyed to the machinery daily, whether it's a holiday or a weekend or whatever. So that's a and that's a caged operation. Yeah. Yeah. So six million birds, I can't even like like envision even a fraction of what like a hundred thousand birds would look like. I mean, I've been into a barn where I was in a barn the other day at like ten thousand. And that seemed like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, you got six million birds all in one place, right? Yeah. My goodness. So, I mean, that what is that, what is that like? Is it just like, a, like a, mi a, a mile long building? No, there's multiple buildings. Multiple buildings? Yeah. And then is it just uh, like constant commotion, squawking, and yeah, rustling? The, the, the conveyor belts bring the eggs up to the machine and... The only time you have time to work on something is at night. Yeah. You know, there's basically no opportunity to, to maintain machinery unless it's at night, and then you're, you know, interfering with cleanup people and stuff like that. So. Wow. So do you feel in the future that will continue, those kind of operations will continue to be in place, or do you see a changing of the guard, if you will, of, of transitioning to less industrious operations i think there'll be a little of both yeah well and i guess because the uh the demand for um 
eggs, right, whether liquid or, you know, conventional, um, specialty, uh, but in particular, conventional will probably always be there. And even though, what do you got, like California, you got to take that? No. Okay. Shane has been gracious in giving us his time because his phone actually rings. You are actually much busier than probably anybody else here, maybe next to Ryan, I would assume, right? Ryan and Levon are both busy guys. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, so uh, thanks for uh, being able to, to take that time out. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like there will probably always be a place for conventional eggs in the future. I would say. Yeah, from what you can tell. So with Farmer's Hen House, I mean, obviously you don't have 6 million birds on site. Um, is this a preferred way to operate? You know, the, what do you, what's the, the opposite of inline? Outline or what do you call that? Offline. Offline, there we go. Is it, do you prefer offline operation? I prefer an offline. Yeah. Now it probably has certainly some other challenges though, right? Or no? There's a little bit more labor involved because you need to bring the eggs to the facility. Right. Run them on pallets. You need to wash the material and send it back to the... So there's a little, obviously, more trucking involved. Well, and I would think, too, just organization, right, from which yeah. farmers and they're, and we the have eggs to load are coming the, from. We have to load the eggs, and we have to track their the different lots and stuff. So on an inline, you just turn the eggs on, and they go right to the washer, and you start packing them. And and it doesn't matter which farm they came from, they, they right? Yeah, they don't come from a farm, so it's it's all from the same farm, right? We've got eighty five different producers that we have to track, and about eighty some different cartons that we put the eggs in, right? Now, how has traceability um, impacted that? Our automated system is called Overtrack, and we can we can we have live data anytime, any day, yeah, of where all of our packaged eggs are and all of our incoming eggs are. So it hasn't created necessarily extra work? No. Okay, because no, we've already been doing that. It's a good system. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So do you feel, um, just from your, your time at, at Farmer's Hen House, like this way, this offline way of doing things is more efficient, or would you say that you have to create kind of new systems of efficiency we've and, got a we got a very efficient system for an offline here yeah have you been part of other offline operations yeah. yes yeah okay so you heard it here this is the best one and shane's not even being paid to say that right yeah <laughs> so because you you live in obviously iowa we live in the same town or, or you're near the same town cedar rapids right correct yeah um but have you lived a lot of a few other states in lived in wisconsin and lived in iowa at a couple different locations oh, managing plants yes. in those places yep um but southeast missouri is where you grew up but but obviously iowa is home yeah it feels like home yeah um so when you're not in the hen house what are you doing we do a little boating on the mississippi and some camping on the mississippi yeah. so, so, you, so you trek out east and yeah it's about an hour and a half from our house what do you uh uh load in at we go into guttenberg okay where's that at is that by bellevue or something it's north of dubuque about a half oh north of dubuque yeah okay so you're going up kind of to wisconsin 
tri-state area. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you, when you guys boat, are you just cruising or are you yeah, a little cruising. skiing or little little tubing? tubing? Yeah. Kid, kids are getting a little older. They don't care to do that too much anymore. But yeah. How, how many kids do you have? Three. How old are they? Uh, 26, 24, and 22. Okay. So they're, are they in the house or out of the house? They're all gone. Okay. Married? Any of them? No. Okay. So no grandkids yet? No. Yeah. Um, so tubing is something that is probably more common with when they were younger. Yeah. Yeah. And tubing can be painful. I guess it depends on who's driving the boat, yeah. <laughs> how fast they're going. So you guys got the boat in yet this year? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that something you, you try to do just about every weekend in the summer? Less and less as time goes on. Yeah. We might make it up there every other weekend or something. So I can't remember how the, the saying goes, but I've heard it said to some ex, to some effect, I should say, that uh, the best day with like owning a boat is when you sell it <laughs> or something like that. Just it's it's saying that owning a boat is a lot of a lot of work. Is that when seem you, to be the case? You get used to it. It's uh, it, we're not bothered by it, and we get use out of our boat. So yeah, it, so, it's those people that buy a boat and never use it. Are, and just are, sits. Are the ones that want to sell. Yeah. Okay. Because somebody told me once that uh, buying a boat is one of the great. One one of the best ways you can spend time with your family because you're all stuck, yeah. essentially on a small apparatus. You're doing fun things, and then also too, because kids enjoy the boat, they want to bring their friends on it, and yeah. it's just a great way to spend time with your kids and have an influence on their friends. And I thought that was a brilliant uh, understanding of of a re- or a brilliant reason to to buy a boat, because. Um, yeah, you get to really spend a lot of quality time, you know, with friends and family, and you're stuck. You can't unless they want to swim, but yeah, you're pretty much stuck on it. So boating's a big part. Of, you still have? Do you, do you have any hens of your own? No. Okay. Is that something like, like, do you ever have a desire to to farm? Kind of how you grew up? No. Okay. You've you've been there, done that. Yeah. Closest I get is I do some farm visits occasionally. So yeah, okay. Now you st- you got family who farms still? No. Okay, everyone's out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So if you were going to uh, create a new product for Farmers Hen House, what would it be? Some kind of further process product. Yeah. Either either on the hard cooked line or on a liquid line or a powdered line of some kind. Yeah. Now, is is product development? Is that something that that you've done at all, or I've been, been a part of? I've, I've haven't been the the kingpin in the operation. On yeah. The, on that kind of stuff, but because there's a lot you can do with eggs. Yeah. Because one of the things, obviously, you know, you see more now is just the heritage breeds. Obviously, have a different color. Uh, shells um but what i don't see at all is like exotic eggs you know people packaging let's say i don't know quail eggs or emu eggs 
Is it or duck eggs even? Is there a? You think there's a market for that? Duck eggs are popular overseas. Are they? In, in Asia. Yeah. But, but I guess it too, it's just the, talking about efficiency. Yeah. I mean, probably the the chicken is the most efficient egg laying bird, right? Correct. And then, what what comes after that? Do you, it would be a duck, maybe. It's hard to say. We're starting to see some duck eggs showing up. In, in the in, states here. In the states. Yeah. Have you had them? No. Are you, do you like eggs? Yeah. Okay. So Eat you them every day. You make them every day. Yeah. How do you make them? Usually scrambled or fried. Yeah. Do you have like a particular ingredient you use that sets them over the top? Butter. Butter. Yeah. Yeah. Butter makes everything better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it seems there's a lot of birds that lay eggs. Uh, if there was a way to efficiently and cost effectively process and package them, it could be a, uh, uh, I don't know, just a, an, a nice uh, supplemental product to add to the, the mix. But like I think I've heard is just it's hard to say whether it's really worth the, the time and energy it would take. Um, but it would be fun, man, if we could package some ostrich eggs, wouldn't it? Yeah, need bigger cartons, obviously. Oh man, we need we need to. Well, we'd probably just sell one, right? You probably sell yeah. one ostrich egg for ten bucks. I bet you can get. I don't know what if that would be a good deal or not. I know ostrich meat. I've seen that now. That seems to be popular. You had that yet? I haven't had that yet. No. Well, when you come over and do some handiwork at my house, I'll make you some ostrich burgers. How's that sound? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Actually, I know you can find ostrich meat here in Iowa. So, Shane, um, you feel like uh, your your kind of I don't know pinnacle of of where you're at in your career. Do you feel like it's in the going to continue on in the egg industry? You feel like you'll retire here from Farmers Hen House, or do you see yourself kind of plan to retire from Farmers Hen House? That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good plan. You got what, thirty more years left? Oh, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, what what would you want, kind of your your legacy to be here? We're in the process of developing a really good crew, and I just like to see that continue. Yeah. And keep it as efficient as we possibly can. Yeah. So, what are some efficiency benchmarks that that you guys try to to meet? kind of weekly or daily oh like our our processing machine the top speed is is 570 cases an hour and we would we would like to get to the point where we're over 500 cases an hour five days in a row yeah and we've we've gotten close we've gotten four days at it but we just like to maintain that consistently through through the weeks yeah so the tops, you said the top speed's 500 cases an hour. 570 cases. An 570 hour. cases an hour. The goal is to get to 500 cases. To average 500. Average 500 cases. What's the average right now? We're about 480, 490. Okay. You think it's possible to get to 570, or is that just crazy? In, in time, it will. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And what, what are the, the factors that need to be in place for that to happen? Right now we have, uh, like yesterday, we did seven changeovers when we we ran seven different products. So we changed the cartons in the machine seven different times. Okay, so that's going to slow things down. 
Right. Yeah. So when, if we develop our brand name is, is kind of one of our goals is to have all of our eggs going out of here in a farmer's hen house carton. Yeah. And if we start up in the morning and run farmer's hen house all the way across consistently throughout the whole day, that's going to make more things more efficient. Yeah. And then two with the work day would shorten then, right? Hypothetically. I would like to keep it the same, keep the same volume running through here. Uh, but your vo- would your volume increase though, if you were running that fast? We would probably, yeah, we would shorten our days. Yeah. Okay. We would shorten our days and make things a little more efficient. Yeah. Now we don't. Do we process on Saturdays? And s- no. Okay. And we don't do evenings. No. Yeah. Well, we we have had to do some evenings before holidays and stuff to yeah. make, make up for a day that we're taking off. Okay. Do you foresee additional shifts being added? Not right now. Yeah. Okay. I guess it would ha- take a maybe a re- big, really big retailer, a couple of big retailers, perhaps. To it would it'd be on the supply side that we'd like to keep things the way they are right now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, getting that that speed up is one of your uh, your goals, your hopes. Anything else? Develop that farmer's hen house brand. Yeah. Which would then impact getting that speed up too, right? Correct. Yeah. Which you're looking at me as if yeah. I have something to do with that. You might have something to do with that. <laughs> Maybe this podcast will be the thing that sets that off. But yeah, that's I mean that's the hope to continue to grow the brand. Um, and for those of you listening, uh, whether you know this or not, but you know we have a, a a grading facility here, so we also help out with other brands as well. Um, but our our main focus is obviously Farmers Hen House um, brand and, and seeing that continue to grow. So Sh- Shane has the the goal to to see that. Uh, as as do we all. Um, so that means we need you all listening to go out and tell your friends about Farmers Hen House, right? Correct. We, we need we need that street team, those Farmers Hen House evangelists out there on the corners, on the college campuses. What do you think? Correct. Yeah. So um, Shane, I know your time is of the essence, uh, so I won't bother you with any more questions except for one um but i gotta think about what question i'm gonna ask because it's gonna be a really really good one uh what kind of boat do you have crown line is that a speedboat or what is that yeah that's a runabout they call it okay and when you when you invite me out on it might be sometime this summer okay we can do a farmer's hen house kind of picnic on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as we can stay six feet apart. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that'll... We'll just put a bunch of tubes out. Yeah. I'll keep them six feet apart. That should work. Well, hey, Shane, thanks for taking the time. You got anything else you want to add? No. That customer... You want customers to know? About you, about the brand? Buy farmer's hen house. There you go. You heard it here. Well, thank you all for listening in listening to the scramble podcast brought to you by farmers hen house eggs that not only taste good but do good for the farmer the hen the environment and most importantly for you thanks take care